Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How are you? Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm doing good. I was really trying. <laughs> I really thought, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do an intro to the little mantra from the Northman, but change it up. But I'm like, nah, I just can't, nothing's popping in my head right away. I'm just, some things I think probably are just worth uh, being left undone, yeah. <laughs> better left alone. <laughs> and so, therefore, I spared everybody my. <laughs> My horrible impression. <laughs> trying to go for the quiet storm voice. Right. I can't wait to get into our future presentation because I have I have thoughts because it's still fresh in my head. And uh, wow. Um, but first, let's before we even dare get into that. <laughs> how are you? What is new, my friend? I'm doing all right. Going off for of one day off. You know, worked worked uh, our special event of the year or the spring. Yes. Which didn't go bad. Um, heard of a couple of artists that I'd never heard of before. Or one that I thought I hadn't heard of before, but actually I'd heard of her before. Oh, okay. Gail, you know, she got her one song that I know of. But um, I say all three acts were pre- performed pretty well. Had, had Gail, an artist named Blast, which I've never heard of him. And then Miguel headlined, which... It was okay. probably the seemed like with each act the crowd got bigger. <laughs> so yeah, got the hand. It was like June, yeah. all right, all right, cool. I kind of wish. I think they should have had Blast first, then Gail, then Miguel. That would have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a crescendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it um, but it was good. It was good. Everybody behaved. The and most. then they could, huh. and then and then they could have got the uh, the newest artist post Miguel. Post Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Everybody's well behaved. The most they had to do was get people to quit putting the girl on the shoulders. Like that's about it. That that's, I know of. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And they may have had things going on, but it was so loud I couldn't hear anything. You couldn't, yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. But you so, generate the issue. Yeah. But yeah. And then I didn't really do much this you know, we've been off for a couple of weeks, but um yep. been normal work. Um Daughter's been going through their testing, tons of yes. tests the last few weeks, you know, and she's been stressing herself about them. Like, don't stress, just you know, just, just prepare just as best you can, do what you can, and as long as you're passing. But she wants to keep her grades in the A and B right. range. That's, yeah, yeah. that's her own self-imposed stress. Yeah, I'm like, hey, just just put effort in it. Yeah, yeah. So so far, she's doing good. You know, I'm good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, York also has been doing testing uh, as well. Dad, it's so boring. I mean, like, it's just, uh, I can't even tell you. I'm like, I said, you just saying that, just a rush of memories (laughs) came back for me. Like, I could smell the number two pencil myself, okay? I I've been there, bro, and I probably said the exact same things to my mom. So nothing, nothing makes your morning like a fresh test, like <laughs> a state test, like the TCAP state test. Yes. Just like it doesn't count towards your grade, but it helps the teachers know if they're 
basically, basically it's for the teachers and for the schools to know that the teachers are actually teaching. Yeah. Or at least, uh, what they are teaching is sticking with the students more or less, yeah. I guess is a better way to put it. Yeah. And let's know if there's any changes or, uh, that need to be made as far as how the information is put out there. Not, not what the information is, just how it is being disseminated, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, But yeah, it's, but yeah, he was never been so happy to be done with that. Um, Grayson, however, in first grade, they do not do that. Um, So what they did was because third, fourth, uh, third and fourth grade do, uh, do the testing. So, uh, their classes made like posters yeah. uh, that went in the hallways for the third and fourth grade hallways. And they did post-it notes on the poster boards that were like words of encouragement. That's cool. Like good luck. You got this, you know, all that kind of, you know, very good motivational type of thing, which yeah. I was like, you know what? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I was like, people are down about the test. Like, Oh, okay. I can do this. Look at this. Yeah. So I was like, that is an amazing idea and a good way to show school spirit and, you know, be thoughtful and, you know, think of your classmates, even if they're older. So I, I loved it. I thought that was an amazing idea. Um, yeah, not much going here, I guess. Went to the zoo, uh, two Fridays ago and, uh, so did about everybody else in the metro Nashville area. It was redonkulously crowded, and we got there early too. We didn't get there right when it opened, but within the first hour though. Wow. And then yeah, and it was crazy. And I was like, all right, but they had a couple, you know, couple new trails, or you know, how to get to different animals and everything. They opened up some new trailways, so that's kind of nice. Kind of helped thin out some crowds. Um, I don't think they had any new animals, but a lot of them were out and active, so that was cool. Um, yeah, still, the last time I went, the animals were asleep. I'm like, yeah. wake them up. <laughs> well, you have to go during the daytime, not at night. <laughs> <laughs> For a few of them, at least. Um, but I've, I've, I told this to Ruth and I still stand by it. I, f- I will challenge anyone, anyone to this statement. The best new attract, the best new addition to the zoo is not even an animal. It's the, it's the little concession stand booth right by it's at the Nashville zoo at the right next to the meerkats mm-hmm. where they serve Two different kinds of beer and margaritas. Nice. Zim margaritas are bomb. I mean, they're amazing. And what better way for an for, for a parent to get through a zoo than drinking a margarita? Because <laughs> you know, and it's I mean, and it's in these ball like aluminum solo cups. It's the mm-hmm. best way to you could buy them at the store because we end up getting some. And I mean, they kept it cold the entire time. Like it didn't. Like, even the ice stayed iced. Like, it didn't, you know, cool. uh, melt and turn to water. But I, I find it find it hard for anyone to argue with that point. 
that the Marguerite, the fact that the zoo's serving margaritas. No, they're not cheap, but you know, of course, nothing's cheap at the zoo. But no, it's all right because I know it's all going to the zoo, so they can get you know utilize the money properly for uh, conservation and uh, hopefully you know get some new attractions in. So yeah, I've always had kind of a love hate relationship with the zoo. <laughs> Um, I still prefer a zoo over a circus because the animals are treated better at a zoo because there's actually vets there that can take care of animals uh, if they're sick. But I still don't like trapping animals in a confined area. I still have a problem with that part. Right. Um, that part I struggle with, but I love taking pictures of said animals. Um, and I think it is important for for people and especially kids to learn about new animals that they've never seen or just seen in a book. Yeah. So I feel that that part's important. So that's why I kind of like going to the zoo and the kids always love it. I just have a hard part with the whole, you know, they're in captivity type of thing. So yeah. That we, part kind of bothers me. leave, but they get, they have to stay. Yeah. Can, so it's weird kind of balance. I have to, you know, deal with. But if they, uh, <clears throat> the key is that, you know, it's a bad zoo if the animals don't look healthy or if it looks run down or not this, you know, uh, Nashville zoo's not a bad zoo. I mean, it's animals always look healthy. Look in the area usually always looks nice. I just don't like some of the walk, the paths because they're just so hilly. Yeah. It's just in the paths, the, they're not either just paved They'll have this weird rock type thing, uh, rock path type thing with like animal prints in it. And it's it's hard to walk um, just normal. But when the kids were in strollers, it used to be always be difficult pushing a stroller through that. Right. And I tell you what, I've never been happier than this last time we went to the zoo and just looking at all these people struggling, pushing strollers up and down hills with these kids or, you know, like the little wagon cart things and knowing we're just, the four of us are just walking. Right. Like, and only one, and like one person has a backpack and that's it. Yeah. I have, I do not miss the days of the strollers at the zoo at right. all. Cause it, it is such a hassle. Plus it takes up a lot of space and it's hard to maneuver, especially when it's crowded. So, true. true. but I, I mean, I feel their pain though. I just, I don't miss it. That's for sure. Right. So, but other than that, um, York and I finished watching the shining, which is awesome. He, he really enjoyed it. And we, so he's now ready for, I believe it's a Memorial day weekend. Him and his mom are flying out to Denver and they're actually going to take a tour of the Stanley hotel where they, or the overlook hotel, but so they're going to go take a tour of that. And I'm going to be really jealous. <laughs> but at least he's seen now seeing the movie and he's really excited. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we watched the Goonies. Uh, Grayson had never watched, had never seen the Goonies or if she had, she was very, very, very little. Yeah. Um, York had, but he likes it. So he didn't mind watching it again. So we watched that for family movie night, Friday night and Grayson ended up really liking it. And, uh, you know, of course, 
like most kids, the truffle shuffle is her favorite part. <laughs> so, of course, she tries to do it. But, you know, from dance and everything, she's got like solid abs. Yeah. So there is no there is no shuffle in her truffle. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, just not, it's just a bunch of funny noises she makes with her <laughs> showing her belly. It's just yeah. funny. I was like, oh, I'm like, that's adorable. Let your dad just take over. All right. I'll, I got you on this one. But yeah, no, she really enjoyed it. And it really is just a great classic movie. I mean, and you're, I, I loved watching with York because I'm able to tell him now because he's seen enough movies and knows, you know, different act who different actors are from different movies. So I'm able yeah. to pull, point out that, you know, I said, hey, uh, <clears throat> I said, Brandon is uh, the guy that plays Brandon, same guy that plays Thanos and Cable. <clears throat> and I said, and the guy that plays Mikey is the guy that plays Bob in Stranger Things. And I said, Samwise Gamgee in the Lord of the Rings movies. He's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I said, you won't know this one, but the guy that plays Data is in the movie that <laughs> that uh, that I watched. Twice. So yeah, it's awesome. That's in the Mar that's in that's in the blonde girl was in a movie called Mass and she got snubbed for an Academy Award this year. But you know, it's no big deal. Yeah. It was really good. It it really liked it. So it was fun. I, I love rewatching those kind of movies that I as a kid I would just, you know, watch all the time and wear out. And then uh Saturday, I talked to Grayson on the phone, and I could hear Goonies in the background, so I know she was watching it again. Yeah. Like, all right, got her hooked. <laughs> I think that's one movie I haven't watched again as an adult. I wouldn't mind checking out again. Yeah. it. I, there's nothing but nostalgia going on <laughs> during all yeah. that, but it's it's great. <clears throat> and I don't know what brought it up, but Ruth Ruth goes, just randomly says, is, is uh, Anthony Edwards dead? I go, from Top Gun? She goes, yeah, uh, sure. I'm like, oh, dear God. She goes, ER. I go, yeah, same guy. Less hair. Yeah. She's, like, she's like, he's he died, didn't he? I go, no, he didn't die. He's still alive. And so she, she says, I feel like I remember him being dead. I'm like, in Top Gun, in ER? And I'm like, yes, both of those things. And it was really funny because she looked him up. She's like, yep. Still alive. I just remember him. And there was something else, some other show or something that he died in. Yeah. Said. So I was talking with uh, Zach from Two Dollar Late Fee because I was telling him about how we were watching Goonies and everything. And then he was asking about whether or not you know what Grayson thought and all that. And I was telling him. And then I told told him about the Anthony Edwards thing. And I guess there's a movie called Miracle Mile where he also died in that movie too. Okay. I said. Yeah, I said, damn. I said, I said, Anthony Edwards was the Sean Bean before Sean Bean. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's like, <laughs> I said, look at that. <laughs> like, we're always killing this person. Yeah, it's just a fun thing to do. <laughs> just, we like you enough to keep you in the movie for some of it, not yeah. all of it. <laughs> yeah, not all. <laughs> but yeah, fun times. Ugh. All right. Are you caught up on Moon Knight? Yes. What are your thoughts of this latest episode? Well, 
I almost kind of had the similar reaction like when I was watching our feature. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and because it was kind of, I know it was building up to something, but I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't know where we're going, but you know, I'm, I'm invested, and I don't know what's really happening. <laughs> and then the way it ended, I was just like, so they're trying to say that what we watched isn't what we watched. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or unless this is just in his mind as he's yes. transitioning, maybe, or in yeah. between, in the middle. And this is just kind of a intermediate thing where yes. these things happen. So, um, I believe yeah, it's. I believe it's going to be that the latter part, right? That yeah. you said, basically, uh, Mark slash Steven slash Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Uh, all of them everywhere all at once uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, are, are going through a mental breakdown, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, it's what happens when you're trying to share a brain with with a moon god and, a, <laughs> and an, an alter ego. I'm, and, I'm, I'm thinking, though, there might be a third because there yeah. was another kind of coffin that they didn't open. I think there's a third personality right. there, maybe. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it basically what happens is, is that he ends up awakening and he's in a mental institution yeah. and all the characters that have been in the previous episodes are now in this are also in this institution. All the things that has happened to him previously in episodes uh, where he was chained when he chained himself to the bed and mm. so he wouldn't sleepwalk. And this time he's chained to a wheelchair, falls out the same way he falls out of the bed or off the bed, not out. And uh, his his well, I guess it'd be Mark's wife, not Stevens, but <laughs> Mark's yeah. wife. Yeah, is eating the same, I guess, Indian snack that she was when she was first introduced, and rearranging pictures, which apparently are the same as the postcards that are in Steven's apartment. And she has a red scarab on her Band-Aid or something like that. I think I saw in some video. And yeah. the and then Arrow, who is the villain, is also, I guess, the head psychiatrist at the institution. So yeah, <coughs> so yeah it's very interesting to see how these are all playing out. The one Moon Knight trade I've read that was written by Jeff Lemire, which is why I read it, who's done amazing work in, with Sweet Tooth, which is on Netflix. Because <laughs> he wrote that. He wrote the uh, Essex, Essex County Stories trilogy and a bunch of other things. He's written stuff for DC, Vertigo, all kinds of stuff. Uh, he wrote this Marvel trade or run of Moon Knight where he was inside of a mental institution and he's trying to wrestle with the fact that he's is he he doesn't know himself if he's crazy or not right so that's so when it switched to this sort of thing I'm like okay that's where this is coming in so I find it interesting I'm very curious because they've only got what two episodes left one or two this was four Okay, so two more. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but it's 
I it just shows how great of an actor Oscar Isaac is. I just I say it every week, but it's like every week I'm just like just switching like that. It's just amazing. I just yeah, I'm very impressed. I mean, it's clearly I'm two impressed. different people. You know, yeah. it's not like oh, he's just no personality, the voice, the mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, it's a lot. But he's he's knocking it out. Now, next question. Mm-hmm. Have you got caught up on Halo? Yes. Okay. My thoughts on Halo as a series through five episodes. Watch episode one, watch episode five, skip two, three, and four. <laughs> because unless you just want to watch it for something of a story. Yeah. I mean, it's a story, but it's not. To me, it's not a compelling story to me. But it is a story. Uh, if you just wanted, like me, would rather just watch it just for the action, just watch episode one and the last half of episode five. Yeah, that's only be... that action. Exactly. Middle story. Yeah. So those are my thoughts on Halo. I'm not yeah. saying it's a, and it's not a overall bad series. It's just one of five or so far the only two that actually have any kind of action in it. Yeah that anything really happens. So as far as, you know, what Halo is, which is a shooting game. So, yeah, if you're, if you're looking for that, taper your expectations. Cause right now it's just only two episodes of the five that actually has a lot of action. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, okay. I like this part. Ooh, I like this. Part. Oh, Hey, cause, Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, York and I actually played Halo uh, I don't know which version, but mm-hmm. uh, on his Xbox the other day. So, and of course, I got my ass handed to me multiple, multiple times. Yeah. So, but I was pulling the whole Leo DiCaprio thing meme. Uh, you know, watching episode five, and I was like, "Ooh, I recognize that because I was I used that vehicle or you know, it I recognize that because York would kill me in that vehicle, yeah. Reaper or whatever it was." Yeah, it's like okay. I reckon I I now know these things now. <laughs> like I feel educated now. Yeah, I still haven't played any Halo. It's yeah. I mean, we just did the verses, him versus me. So yeah. we didn't play a campaign or anything like that. But it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was fun, and he yeah, and I lost a lot, but that's fine. I'm okay with that because I don't care about winning. It's just enjoying spending time with him. So Grayson Grayson got in a couple of games too. She beat you too? No, no, no. She played Yorick because I had to go do. Oh. I had to go do a couple of things, but uh, but yeah, uh, she took over. Plus, she wanted to play, of course. And yeah. York's like, oh, don't want her to play. I said, let her play a couple of times and get it out. Yeah. And she'll be done. So yeah. she likes spending time with you and doing things you like doing. I know it's not as much fun because you know it's a little too easy. But I said she's really about the same level as me so <laughs> dang i'm just saying i'm not great is all i'm trying to say yeah. Uh, yeah. but it's fine all right uh let's get into it bjergen 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 i wish this is when i need rose nyland here to help <laughs> read off all the scandinavian names all right uh for a future presentation Presentation. Uh, Patrick and I watched the not A24 movie, Focus Features <laughs> movie. Yes. B 
Pretty sure we get that out now. <laughs> Easily to get confused. Uh, we watched The Northman. Uh, came out this past Friday, April 22nd. With a runtime, a rated R, with a runtime of 2 hours, 16 minutes. This is directed by Robert Eggers, who previously directed The Lighthouse. You know, the, oh, yeah. the very... <laughs> The very simple, very quaint <laughs> black and white movie of uh, two lighthouse keepers basically suffering from mental breakdowns, being trapped at a lighthouse together, starring Robert Pattinson and uh, Willem Dafoe. Yep. Yeah, if you remember that one, if not, it's on Amazon Prime. We both heavily recommend that you watch that and try and tell yes. us what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> Also, that one, however, is directed by or is a uh, distributed by a twenty four. So, all right, ah, so that makes sense. It's, he he kind of kind of brought some stuff with him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Residual. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, so the Northmen's uh, <laughs> an action filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder, and that's kind of more or less the gist of it <clears throat> this is does not this is very much a very fictional fictitionalist there we go that's a good new word yeah fictional uh story <laughs> about about uh here we go with the names <clears throat> alexander skarsgård plays amleth nicole kimman plays queen gudrun uh uh, Cleus Bang plays Fjolnir, the Brotherless. Ethan Hawke plays King Arvandal, War Raven. Anya Taylor Joy plays Olga of the Birch Forest. Gustav Lint Thorian, Thorier, Thorier, the Proud. Elliot Rose plays Gunnar. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Plays the lighthouse keeper. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> plays Hamir the fool, and Phil Martin plays Halgrimur half troll. There we go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there is man. Oh, and then Eldar Scar plays Finner the nose stub. That's the name right there. The nose stub. Nose stub. Man. Can you imagine having a nickname like that? Just, I mean, it's a... Or being known for that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe try Don't Kill a Kid. <laughs> right. Uh, and then Bjork makes an appearance. And Unrecognizable. I <laughs> then when I saw her, pl- her part, I'm like, oh, that was her. <laughs> it, it was the one with the, the eyes that was giving him his, his um, I guess, his journey trick. His, his oh, yeah. At, oh, know, okay. Like, Bjork I was like, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, where was she? Then I saw a picture, like, oh, that was her. All right. Yeah. Bjork, Bjork, Bjork. Right. You blink and you miss it. Yep. <laughs> and then the Swedish chef made an appearance <laughs> as the cook. <laughs> um, so King Ar- Arvendel War Raven uh, returns home to his wife, Queen. Gundren and their son Amleth from pillaging them, 
you know, somewhere yeah. from a pillage. We'll just say from a pillage. And he, uh, he looks very worn. I mean, he's been wounded. He's been severely wounded, but is trying not to let it show. Cause you know, as a King, you have to be strong. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I let it show. Uh, so knowing that his time may be coming to an end, he takes the amulet through this rite of passage, I guess. <laughs> I guess we can call it that. Yeah, we'll just, it's the nicest, probably easiest way for anyone to kind of understand what that was. Uh, rite of passage to become the next heir, you know, to the throne yeah. at like an age of like 10, maybe 12. Didn't look 12, but we'll say 10-ish. Yeah, pretty young. Yeah, very, very young. Still adolescent. <clears throat> yes. And he, and in doing so, uh, like pretty much the very next day, he is struck down. And while all of this is in the trailer, not Amos, yeah. but uh, the king is struck down by his brother, Fjolnir, the brotherless. See? Could see how that works. There we go. Yeah. Makes that easy to remember. Yeah. <clears throat> and so now Amleth has to you know witnesses it and then just like in the trailer he recites this mantra as he escapes the village he does see his mom being carried away by I guess it would be her brother-in-law or yeah. ex-brother-in-law <laughs> yeah that's that very Alabama-ish yeah. now <laughs> yes and oh no, not till later. <laughs> not oh, till yeah. Later. yeah, 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 yeah. I jumped the gun there. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to our dear friends in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we know they're not from that part of Alabama. Um, just like we always say, I always say we're not that part of Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, gets carried away. And so he, he uh, escapes the village. Uh, Fjolnir did... Did send uh, <laughs> did send uh, his soldiers to try and hunt down Amleth to kill him so that you know nobody will come back to seek revenge. Right. But alas, <laughs> Finner the nose stub <laughs> did not succeed because Amleth well cut off his nose despite his face. <laughs> yes. Look at that in the yes. literal sense. Um, and then he came back <laughs> to. Make it seem like uh, he, he didn't get his ass kicked by by a kid or his nose cut off by a kid. He basically lied and said the kid was dead and, you know, it's in the water. So you'll never be able to find the body type of thing. Yeah. You know, bodies don't ever just wash up on shore. But sure, sure, sure. Um, of course, never ask for proof. Like, you need to bring No, no, just <laughs> yeah. also, like, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, your nose is gone. There's, yeah, like, okay. nothing there right now. Like, I hear what you're saying, but. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Feel like that nose, if you still had it, would be getting longer. Yeah. <laughs> but I will. I, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to look into it. Yeah. So Amleth gets in his rowboat and then leaves and then starts reciting the mantra. I'll let you take it away. <clears throat> said, I shall avenge you, father. I'll save you, mother. And I shall kill Fjolnir. <laughs> Just Thank over you. and over. Yeah. Over yes. and over. So, he uh, says it in sleep. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes, it's like Bart Simpson on the chalkboard, just writes yes. it. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. 
but his mission. It does. He becomes vengeance. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's a the theme in the springs. <laughs> yep. I was like, I want to see someone Photoshop the Batman font for the Northmen. Yes. <laughs> and then just put a and put put hunky ace cars behind it and just <laughs> vengeance. vengeance. I was like, wow. It's like, well, there is a there is a storyline where Batman goes back in time and is a caveman. I mean, it's not much further away. It's like 800 AD. So, yeah. But uh, so then it just kind of fast forwards years later. And, of course, Fiona, you know, basically got run out by somebody else that wanted the kingdom. <laughs> so he got run off. Are you, he had to R-U-N-N-O-F-T. Yes. <laughs> it all that for nothing. Still lost Pretty much. Stuff. I was like, damn. damn. And is now a farmer in Iceland. Talk about demotion. <laughs> yeah. I, I call it retirement, personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, forced re- a forced retirement at that. Yeah. So. Like you leave now and start a farm and leave this land. Yeah. All right. Got my Take, woman. I'm out. Yep. <laughs> Oh, take the guy without the nose. We don't. We can't. Yeah. We can't look at Here's that. The kids, man. Yeah, yeah, we can't. We can't have that. <laughs> so we, we, uh, so yeah, and then Amleth, uh, it, it comes shows him being a badass warrior. That, I mean, wow, fierce. Yeah, like even Conan the Barbarian's like, maybe we ought to tone that down a little bit. <laughs> You're a bit much. Why don't we? Why don't you take a vacation or something? Just I don't know. You need therapy. You look like you need therapy. Relax your shoulders a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just, shit, that's the problem. His shoulders are so muscular. Even if you just look at the poster, yes, they're ridiculous. Like I, I, how I don't know how that's comfortable for anybody. I don't but know. Those shoulder muscles are like ridiculous. He's definitely Ace Guards is very, 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 very jacked in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Like they could just put green paint on him. He's the new Hulk. I mean, it's just like Lou Ferrigno style Hulk. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it is crazy. He, he, uh, yeah, he definitely bulked up <laughs> for this movie. Because granted, for most of it, he's well for about half of it, he doesn't wear a shirt. So true. The other half, he's trying to blend in as a slave because he's trying to get. He finds out that this village they just plundered, a lot of the women are being sold off to slavery to basically Fjolnir. So they, you know, they do that with the brand and then, you know, put the neck chains. So he ends up branding himself and then cuts his hair off in his beard and always a lot of his hair. Yeah. Trims down his hair, gets a hair, gives himself a haircut and trims his beard down. And then sneaks on the boat to become a slave and become part of Fjolnir's work. He's gone, under, he's gone undercover. Pretty much. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, does a really good job and gets promoted. Yeah. <laughs> it gets a promotion because he helps. Do you think I, I was watching that game that they were trying to play where they're basically it's almost like rugby, but lacrosse. Mixture, <laughs> mixture of the two. Yeah, they have like sticks, like hockey sticks, which be lacrosse sticks almost. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, 
they have to but it's also like cricket i don't know it's really weird i don't know they have a hole on each each end and they have to basically they bulldoze you know the players on each team bulldoze each other and then to get the ball or this you know thing that resembles a ball and then they have to whack it with the stick or mallet whatever and has to hit the uh has to hit the pole for them to score a point or whatever. Yeah. Well, everybody does a terrible job except for, you know, the other team and Ascar is kind of, you know, is obviously holding back because he didn't really want anybody to know how skilled he is at, yeah. you know, at things. And finally, you know, to try and win, he finally kind of lets loose a little bit. And then the... Well, I guess kind of fast forward too far. They when he shows up to Fioner's place, Fioner and and Queen and uh, Queen one well, Nicole Kidman's character, Queen Gunv I'm not going to get yeah. this. A badron, more or less. At least it's the character's names, not the actor's name that we're portraying. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and that's a first. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they. They see that Fiona has a son with a previous marriage and has Gunnar with Fiona. And she actually looks happy and not like she needs rescuing. Uh, So during this, fast forward a little bit further, during this game, they, Gunnar tries to run out to help the team to score. And the big burly dude on the other team knocks him the hell out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just lays them out. It was like that scene in uh, Waterboy when it was showing yeah. flashbacks and the little kid got knocked out and yeah. just laid out. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much. And I was like, dang. <laughs> and then he was, sh- and then uh, Amwood loses his shit, runs off, and then knocks him the hell out. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, well, I wouldn't say knocks him the hell out. Knock, I mean, beats him to literally a bloody pulp and ends up just. You know, was it punches or was he literally headbutting him? He was headbutting him, right? He did both. He was okay. punching. I mean, he was <laughs> punching him in the face and then I guess headbutting him a couple times for good measure. I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, that dude wasn't getting back up. No. No. <laughs> the kid turned out to be okay, and that's how he got his promotion to <laughs> supervise the other slaves. All this time, he's building a relationship with Olga the Birch Forest, played by Anya Taylor-Joy, who they met on the slave boat. And, you know, they f- I don't want to say form an alliance, but he bas- she's able to see right through who he really is. He, you know, kind of divulges his plan on what he's wanting to do and basically how he's having to slow roll it out. And so he, she ends up helping him because obviously anything to... Get out of slavery. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then you know, love story ensues. Yeah, <laughs> but at, you know, then he, I don't, he sneaks out, goes. Uh, I guess his dad. What is that, anyways? It's not a hyena. It's not like a red panda. It's like some weird. It looks oh. like a Pokemon character, to be honest. I'm not gonna lie, like a Puchina. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. It's a Puchina. Yeah, in Pokemon. I only know that from Pokemon Go. I don't know anything else other than that. But it's some weird 
fox raccoon thing. Uh, but I guess it's like a spirit animal almost. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not and sure. That leads him to some cave where he gets this, he fights a dead skeleton for a moon sword. <laughs> There's, he actually had to fight a moon knight actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it got weird too i'm like because he was fighting them but it's more like it was just a, a either vision. a mental thing yeah, mental. yeah yeah i was like all right all right cool cool green knight go ahead yeah pretty much <laughs> what it reminded me of too i'm like this is a lot more action than green knight though yes yeah uh, but i'm like i just i'm like okay so and the sword can only be used at night it won't come out of its sheath yeah Yes, I guess it's nocturnal sword. <laughs> how does it know? So, yeah, how do it know? Oh, it's and, always dark. <laughs> right, exactly. Also, in what lunar time are we using? We just—is it specifically for this area? What if you yeah. go? What if you get on a boat and then you, you know, and you cross lands and you're like in different time zones and stuff? Like, does it adjust to that one, or yeah, does it then work during the? This is more thought than i need to be putting into it <laughs> time <laughs> yep but he ends up using the moon sword to kill start slowly killing off uh fiona's men and to the point that the uh fiona and and the other start thinking there's some sort of dark magic dark spirit haunting them for past transgressions which they're not completely wrong except it's a human form um, then we kind of get to the third act where there is a twist that we, you know, we don't really want to get into and ruin anything. Um, but there is a twist at the end that you'll, they're like, you may see coming, may not, whatever. Um, that's pretty impactful. And you're like, okay, I wonder how this is going to affect the rest of this. And then, yeah. And then you get your answers. <laughs> yeah. And then the final fight scenes on a vac- is in, in a volcano against two naked dudes and a sword and a shield. Out- outside of the nakedness, I was thinking of um, um, Revenge of the Sith. Same. I go. I was like, who's going to get the higher ground? Same. I go. <laughs> I I almost sh- I almost shouted in the theater. Cred. At this point, it's almost. Well, because I went to a nine o'clock, nine thirty show. And there's only like six other people in the theater, in the yeah. huge theater too. So it's a huge screen. So it looked beautiful to watch. Um, but I did almost shout, and let's get the high ground. <laughs> You've got to get the high ground, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. <laughs> but I thought the same thing. And then he's, there's a part during that fight where Ann was just like, like he, he just, looks really rough and just is like having a hard time breathing. I said, man, I'm going to be pissed if neither one, if these two, if these two dudes end up dying just of smoke inhalation, (laughs) I said, I said, I will walk out before the credits start. If that's what happens, you ever take one last swing and they just pass out. Like, and then the narrator said, and there they both died. But they'll have the Scandinavian words up at the top first. Yeah, that would have been something. Yeah, but that's what I'm like. That's like, shoot, I'd be huffing and puffing too if my ass was in a volcano with all that smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No ventilation whatsoever. No. 
Oh. They still have to worry about their clothes catching on fire. <laughs> yeah. Surprised my burn. <laughs> Expecting more. Yeah, just me too. I was like, oh, he's gonna fall on oof. Well, in the way this movie was going, I was like, one of them's gonna have their genitalia burned off. That's that's how this is gonna go. At some point. Like and a smart flies off. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and then boom, there goes a head. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> well, more in more than one way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was a very weird, very strange, very beautiful movie. Yes. The scenery was just gorgeous to look at and beautifully directed. I did recognize Stellan uh, Skarsgård as one of the, I don't know, spiritual wizard type people. I don't know. Uh, I did rec- first. I. I think I actually recognized his face before his voice this time. Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Um, I know in Dune, I recognized his voice before I recognized him. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but the costumes are amazing. I mean, this movie really is for, for as, for as crazy as it is, it is wonderfully directed, beautifully shot and brilliantly acted. It, it's, it's just very, very out there. <laughs> That's that it is. Can't I can't deny that. And, and like, I'll be, yeah. And it's not a movie for me. Like this isn't one I would seek out. To yeah. be honest, I'm still not sure if it's for me. I liked it. Yeah. I'm just like when the credits rolled, like two people literally just caught out. Like what was that? <laughs> yeah. Like what, what? What? Not necessarily saying what they just watched, but just how that how it ended. It was like what yeah. was that ending? I'm like. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Guess we'll have to wait for the. <laughs> that's where you go. You should have said, you'll have to wait for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, better not be. <laughs> right. And where does it go from here? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, and that's where they start with the script. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's, if you, if what we just talked about, <laughs> if what we just talked about interests you, then yeah, go seek it out. I'm sure it'll be on Amazon Prime later in the year. Um, but I'll be honest, this if you are going to watch it and you have any interest in watching it, please go see it in theater. Because this yeah. is just with the scope and how beautiful all this landscape is of where they shot this. Please go see it there. It will, it, it'll add so much more to your viewing experience than waiting to watch it at home on your TV or, you know, other device. True. The Northman. My name's Vengeance. Great, <laughs> uh, great, great, great grandfather Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> you have six fingers on your right hand. <laughs> Uh, I was, I was kind of waiting for that one too. Uh, all right, brother, you're up. All right. So my only other contribution <laughs> that I watched, <laughs> I checked out the um, unbearable weight of massive talent starring Nicholas Cage. Um, uh. So this came out also on the 22nd. 
has a runtime of an hour and 47 minutes. Directed by Tom Gormican. And a starring Nicolas Cage, who's playing a fictionalized version of himself. Also a somewhat younger version of himself, Nicky Cage, which I believe <laughs> appeared in an in interview based on an older movie of his. Okay. Um, they, they, they did some de aging. It was it was kind of creepy, but good at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, also starring Pedro Pascal as Javi Gutierrez, yeah, Sharon Morgan as Olivia Henson, <clears throat> who's playing one of, um, I guess his recent ex wife Nicholas Cage. Tiffany Haddish as Vivian Etten and Ike Barinholtz plays Martin. Apparently they're married. I didn't know they were married. <laughs> I didn't know the characters Who? were married. No, I mean the characters in the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Tiffany Haddish like, and I was like, wait a minute. Both characters are married. I'm like, why they got the same last name? <laughs> like, so they're husband and wife, CIA duo. They're agents in the CIA. Uh, Alessandra Mastronardi as Gabriella. Jacob Scipio as Carlos. And Neil Patrick Harris as Richard Fink. So, as I said, this is... Um, see, in this action-packed comedy, Nicolas Cage plays Nick Cage, uh, challenging his iconic characters as he's caught between a superfan, played by Pedro Pascal, and a CIA agent, played by Tiffany Haddish. So, like I said, Nicolas Cage is a fictionalized version of himself. He's trying to get this role that he feels is going to be a game-changer for him and put him back in the game. He's like, it'll show that I'm back, even though I never left, you know, because he makes a lot of movies. So he figures, you know, he gets a little criticism, like you're just making anything, because which he literally does make any kind of movie, you know, see him in everything. So he's trying to, I guess, be a little more thoughtful and smart about his roles to do something significant. But then at the same time, he gets an invitation to go hang out with um, billionaire playboy by the name of Javi Gutierrez, but he'll pay him for pay him a million dollars to do so. Nick Cage is also in debt. Been in a hotel for over a year and is in debt to them about six hundred thousand dollars and amongst other things. And he's got issues with relating to a sixteen-year-old daughter. And I was like, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> so right now we're, you know, he's showing, he's basically showing, forcing his daughter to watch all his old movies, even though she clearly doesn't want to. Um. Even goes to therapy, you know. She's like, you know, I don't want to watch these movies. I want to do other things. And yeah. he's kind of self-centered, like, but you like the movie, you know. Just, you know, just I guess being self-centered a bit, just kind of wrapped up in his in his um, career. Um, so unfortunately, he doesn't get the role. The director decides to go another direction, and he even considers retiring from acting as a whole, and then yeah. eventually agrees to do to do that. The accept the invitation, which has the vague offer of a million dollars from Javi. So when he gets there, as they show in the trailer, he's not, you know, he's he's, I guess, introduced to Javi in the most embarrassing way, where he's trying to talk about him, like his Javi into doing these weird things, like right, and it's like, no, I'm Javi, you know, he's like, oh well, I'm Nick Cage. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's kind of about. Javi's basically a, a movie buff. He loves Nick Cage movies. And as they show in the trailer, he even has like a, like just a shrine with a lot of mer- <laughs> uh, memorabilia from Face Off. Like there's a pillow where if you 
rub the face, Nick Cage's face, it comes bloody red. Or if you read it the other way, it's normal. Has um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> um, but it's just about them relating. Like everything isn't exactly as it seems, because in the background of this story between them, you have a kidnapping that happens, and you learn that the CIA is, you know, they're tracking Javi because they feel like he's behind it. Yeah. Because there's there's like, you know, it's all politics. Um, like the kidnapping happens because they want someone to drop out of a race, otherwise they're gonna kill kill the, kill the person they kidnap. Yeah. And they suspect Javi's behind it, so they enlist Nick Cage to help them try to figure out what's really going on. Javi has written a screenplay that he wants Nick Cage to read, which Nick Cage knows nothing about because his agent didn't give it to him. And so the agents are needing him to stay longer than his time. So he agrees to, well, we'll work together on a, on a play. I mean, a screenplay. We'll do our own movie. We'll work yeah. on it. And it's just weird because everything just kind of plays out like how they're thinking it. It's just very self-aware. It's like a lot of references to Nick Cage's old movies. Um, and they even have like a scene from, um, dang, what movie was that? Um, I forgot which movie it was, but it's just, it's very self-aware. It knows what it's doing. It's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage, they got good chemistry going back and forth with each other. Uh, even Tiffany Haddish, you know, she, she, she's not in it a lot. Neither is, um, I agree. Yeah. It's not, they're not in a lot. They're just supporting characters. Yeah. But the thing about Javi and Nick, they kind of share a love of the movie, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari mm-hmm. and Paddington 2. Okay. Watch the yeah. movie, so you'll understand what that is. Um, but I just thought it was a fun movie. You know, yeah. he does kind of Nick Cage out a little bit, kind of. Yeah. This is, has his little moments where he's kind of channeling his old characters. Um, you know, I liked it. Okay. I didn't know what the, I didn't know what I was what it was going to be about really. So I'm like, if he's playing himself, it's going to become like some kind of pseudo documentary or something, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, it turned out to be pretty good. You know, um, it kind of ends kind of like a Nick Cage movie <laughs> in a way. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Okay. Fun. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to go watch it. It looks it looks hilarious. Yes. And Question, does he have the Superman suit with his collection? If he did, it didn't show it. Okay. Because <laughs> there's that great documentary about them making that, or the beginning stages of making the Superman movie that where he where Nick Cage was supposed, supposed to play Superman. I can't think of the name of it, but it's a great yeah. documentary. It's very uh, interesting about the movie that never was. It would have been interesting if they had actually done yeah. it. But it was like Nick Cage was like, super, it was going to be Superman with the long hair, like long hair Superman from like the 90s. Um, during like the, around the black, black Superman era. But interesting. Um, definitely recommend the documentary. I can't think of the name of it, but I'm sure if you Google search it, they'll pop up. Um, so um, Grayson and I went uh, Saturday to go see the bad guys animated feature based on the book series by Aaron. I believe it's black blabby B L a B E Y mm-hmm. York has read most of the series until he more or less aged out of them. 
and kind of quit reading them. So we've got like eight of the books. I think they're like 10 or 11 now. So we're only missing a few. I kept telling Grayson, you should read one of these before we go see it. So you kind of, you know, you have an idea of what we're going to go watch. Yeah. And see if there's anything from the books that you notice in the movie. That was two months ago when she never did. <laughs> or probably longer than that. Yeah. And she's uh, just like, well, we read one in kindergarten. Okay, cool. What was it about? It was in kindergarten, Dad. I go, yeah. What was it about? <laughs> it's a, Yeah. Maybe you should have reread it if you don't remember what it was about. Right. <laughs> Anyways, it's fine. Um, so the bad guys is... Uh, about several reformed yet misunderstood criminal animals that uh, attempt to become good with some disastrous results along the way. Directed by Pierre Perifel. uh, Written by Aaron Blabby. We'll just say Blabby. Unless it's Blabby, I guess. Uh, Starring the voice talents of Sam Rockwell as Wolf. Mark Marin as Snake, which I would have never guessed his voice because he actually does a good job kind of changing it up. Aquafina as Tarantula. Craig Robinson as Shark. Anthony Ramos as Piranha. Richard Aoti as Professor Marmalade. Zazie Beats as Diane Foxenkin. And Alex Borstein as the police chief. Misty Luggins. So there's a great cast of actors there to do the voice talent. This movie was also, a, sorry, not only, not only, uh, oh, this is the other Ethan Cohen. Huh. Um, <laughs> not, this is a, uh, also the books are, you know, based on the books by Aaron Blaby, but the screenplay is actually written by Ethan Cohen. No, not that Ethan Cohen. I thought it was the other Ethan Cohen too. When I first saw the credits, um, and co-produced, uh, this Ethan Cohen is, uh, no for known for writing the scripts for Holmes and Watson, get hard men in black three Madagascar two, uh, tropic thunder, uh, an episode of American Dad, Idiocracy, many, uh, several episodes of King of the Hill, and even a few episodes of Beavis and Butthead. So, right. yeah. So, you know, it's got some credits. <laughs> this movie was really cute. Uh, I heard, believe it or not, I actually heard more, and there was a lot of dads in this. I just thought about that. You know, that took their kids to go see this movie. There's a lot of dad. It was like dad day to take kids to the movie, I guess. And at least at our theater. Uh, yeah. There are quite a few. I, I realize as we're as everybody's leaving. Uh, but I could hear a lot of the adults in the theater laughing. Which is always a good sign. But it's funny when right. you hear the adults laughing louder than the kids. <laughs> hey. But I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, just it just. Sh- goes to show how uh accessible we'll say that we'll use that word how accessible this movie is in that it's it's not just a kid's movie it's got some great humor and things happen in this movie that are actually you know 
that it can appeal to adults as well as kids. <clears throat> you know, the movie is basically about this. If you think about it from like a, you can even use the, we'll use the uh, more recent, we'll just say the Soderbergh Ocean's Eleven crew, where mm-hmm. everybody has a thing that they're good at as far as like a heist. And so, you know, everything, everybody has their, like one's a great safe cracker, one's good at disguise, one's a good hacker, et cetera, et cetera, go on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's actually done really well. <clears throat> so that, uh, you know, everybody knows their job and then basically they do a heist and then they actually, well, during one of the heists, Wolf, uh, ends up helping he's trying to steal this elderly lady's purse this is also a world in which humans and talking animals exist so there's that um talking walking upright animals and a shark and a shark is allowed to walk out of water and you know it's fine and a piranha too for that matter and a piranha with feet so it's it's this is the universe It, it is a very unique universe Um, but Wolf is trying to steal this lady's purse and she starts to fall and ends up actually saving, (laughs) saving her from falling to what she says. Thank you. You're a good boy. (laughs) And then his tail starts wagging. He's like, what is going on? (laughs) And like his hair kind of stands up. Like, what is this feeling? You know, I've done something good. Like, what is this feeling? I've not experienced before. Yeah. And he realizes how much he actually liked it. Um, basically somebody steals something and they, uh, well, they have this trophy that they're going to go steal. And then in the middle of in sharks dressed as a woman and, uh, he's supposed to provide a distraction and the distraction is he tosses some, he tosses, uh, some water on the floor and then drops to the floor and says, Oh, my what? I'm, ha- I'm about to have a baby. My water just broke. And, you know, there's just water on the ground. So they distract the security for help yeah. while they go steal this trophy thing. And, and, uh, once they finally obtain it, you know, they're all trying to leave when everybody else is just noticing that it is now missing. And <laughs> when they end up getting held up and caught and like, you're like what trophy we didn't steal any trophy and then it drops out from underneath the sharks the shark's dress and, he, and the shark goes my baby <laughs> <laughs> and i just i busted up and so now grayson just kind of goes around and repeats that she just goes my baby <laughs> as as southern as she sounds when she does it but it's funny yeah you know it's kind of silly things like that and so this professor believes he can help turn these bad guys into good guys. So it goes through these. So he works it out, you know, to try and rehabilitate, I guess. Well, it turns out, you know, it's no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> right. So they go and try and do all these good things just to find out that there's nefarious things going on that they're going to try, that they're going to end up getting framed for. So they're going to try and clear their name and, uh, prevent this uh, big moon rock glowing thing that has some sort of powers 
um, from being used for bad. And so there's a whole like Ocean's Eleven, like third act. This is how the heist was. This is how we did our. Basically, this is how this went. Like yeah. the, these are all the plans that we put in motion that you didn't see happening. And then here's the reveal. Yeah. So there's like a good couple of those kind of montage things that were really clever and really uh, well used. I'm like, I said, oh, the Ocean's Eleven, this movie. Okay. I like it. I'm a fan. I'm not. I ain't mad. <laughs> yeah. That's this is great. And it was a lot of fun. Like I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. Um, and, you know, I think. York didn't go with us. He was with his mom, but I feel like he probably would have liked it had he gone with us. Um, and the reason why we didn't wait to see it with him, because I feel like he probably feels like he's aged out of this type of thing, just like reading the books. Right. And he didn't really show a whole lot of interest, but I think that if he were to sit down and watch it, he would actually really like it. So, so yeah, uh, the bad guys, was actually pretty good. Yeah, I was wanting to check it out. If it wasn't for, you know, having to work yeah. Saturday. Yep. Northam would have been my Saturday movie, and this would have been my Sunday movie. Yeah. But um, I may still check it out, though. Get my two cents on it later. Okay. Sounds good. And then, real quick, uh, I saw that <laughs> I saw that HBO Max had the Forever Purge. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to watch this. <laughs> like, I think I'm I'm trying to purge myself from the purge movies, <laughs> but I feel like, well, I've watched all the other ones. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I guess I'll watch this one. And I'll be completely honest. I had it on. I paid about 85% attention to it. Um, it does have an interesting concept. It came out last year. It's rated R. It's an hour and 43 minutes long. Good sweet spot time. Probably have even trimmed it down to an hour 35 and would have been perfect. I mean, to be honest, they could have, I mean, that's kind of nitpicking, I guess, but if you like these movies, you've probably have already seen this, but if you haven't, cause you didn't want to go, like you just didn't see it in theater or bread box it. Well, now you can, if you have HBO max or know someone that does, <laughs> you can, uh, watch it there. Uh, basically all the rules are broken as a sect of lawless uh, marauders decide decides that the annual purge does not stop at daybreak and instead should never end. So for a movie that isn't, I guess, thriller horror, I guess, I don't really know what kind of genre to put the purge in. It has a lot of, they do a good, this movie does a good job of putting a lot of themes that are going on in real life and, uh, doing kind of like a, what if, (laughs) or, Hey, maybe we should pay attention because we're, you know, this could wind up happening here type of thing. It takes place in Texas where there's a lot of immigration, you know, people are migrant workers or people that are, actual citizens and doing, you know, like they actually live here or they've even been raised here, but because of their heritage and where their, their families are from, you know, hail from, they are being racially discriminated against. And 
basically hated on because, you know, taking jobs away from, I guess, people that don't want them anyways, but taking jobs away. So, you know, it's about, so the purge occurs and then, you know, the Don Branks, the siren goes back off, you know, you know, purge is over because even the actual purge doesn't even, is like a very, very small part of the movie. Okay. The 24 hour part of it is actually a very small or the, yeah, is actually a very small part of it. It's like, oh, okay, well, cool. Um, it's when all the shields go out, you know, everybody comes out of hiding mm-hmm. and, you know, like, okay, good. It's over. You know, we can go back to our, go back to work, you know, go back to our normal routine. I guess you could say daily life of it. And then people start killing other people just like, you know, the purge, you know, this group's like, no, we're, you know, we're not, we're no longer abiding by these rules. These are, the, it's like, their own thing. yeah, they're doing their own thing. They're going rogue because they don't agree with the rules that are the rules or the laws that are already in place. Right. They want, they want to change it, you know, because this is what the way they think America should be, or, you know, I mean, it's pretty much what they said. Um, you know, this is the way this should be. We don't want to live by this. We want, this needs to be, we need to get rid of, basically we need to get rid of all of these immigrants. And then, cause as much as it's about an immigration thing, it's also these people that hire all these rich people that are hiring these, these people. And therefore they're, because they're hiring these people, the, you know, the, you know, I'm using air quotes for Americans for that are there getting, you know, can't get paid more because they're these rich people's money are having to go to pay for these migrant workers or, or nationalized, you know, workers at that, you know, even it. So it's, it's about class, but it's also about, um, race too. It's very interesting in where these purgers, I guess, <laughs> are wanting to see the country go, but it's not just in Texas. It's also going across this, you know, the news, will sh- the news on the, in the, within the movie shows that this is happening all over the country and the sort of uprising. And so you're seeing people that you see Americans fleeing the United States to Mexico to get away from these, basically these crazy people that are decided to make the purge a, an actual thing until the military comes in and starts getting out. So it's really interesting. So kind of twist. So, uh, Ana de la Reguera plays Adela, uh, Tenok uh, Huerta plays Juan. Josh Lucas plays Dylan Tucker. Levin Rambian plays Harper Tucker. Cassidy Freeman plays Cassidy Tucker. Uh, Alejandro Edda plays Titi. Will Patton, who I love. He's such a great character actor. Um, not in it a lot, but he's. I, I always love everything he's in. Um and then Will Britton as Kirk, Sammy 
Rotibi as Darius Bryant and so on and so on. It's not a bad movie. Um, it's I'm kind of it is an interesting take on, you know, the purge concept, I guess. Um, it's uh, directed by uh, Everardo Gout. It's an interesting movie. I mean, I guess it's worth if you if it sounds interesting to you, then watch it. And, you know, if you're into these kind of purge movies, you'll like it. It's not overly gory or anything, which is good. But uh, yeah, not a bad movie. So it had some interesting themes. So surprised, surprised. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought it would. So, and I think that's all I got. Uh, trailers, the big one, Thor, Love and Thunder. Finally, finally, <laughs> out. So, definitely check that out if you haven't already. And also, July, yeah, July 7th, yeah, something like that. Yeah, oh, hold on, I can tell you, or maybe not. Nope, yeah, July 8th. I was off by a day next week. Patrick doesn't know it yet. Uh, we'll kind of discuss a summer movie preview because I wrote down all the dates for what's currently being released. Uh, May through August. So both for adults and for kids. Well, movie guide. And then I'll try and put something together and get it posted up on our group page so that you can use that as a, like a little guide. Um, but it's interesting. So, uh, really not much else as far as trailers. Another Buzz Lightyear trailer. Or just Lightyear, I guess. And then... Yeah. I believe that is it. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. <laughs> Not much else. <laughs> so <laughs> there we are. But yeah, uh, good week. Next week will be good too. Uh, we are down to less than two weeks before Doctor Strange. So that's exciting. Days. Yep. Keeping it simple. I don't think we really have anything coming out next. Why do I think we have something? No. Memory, which is, I think, uh, William Neeson's latest uh, Taken movie. This time it was his memory that has been taken. <laughs> kind of want to watch just to see how many, like I, like I mentioned, how many edits it'll take from the do certain actions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but... Yep, should be fun. Should be fun. So, real quick before we go, I also rewatched Into the Spider Verse because I hadn't watched it in a while. Mm-hmm. I still love that movie so much. Like, <laughs> like for and hot take here, okay? I still like Into the Spider Verse more than No Way Home, as far as a multiverse. Oh yeah, they did it right with that. Yeah. Not yeah. that not to take anything away from No Way Home. It's as, it's still a solid film. But I would still put into the Spider-Verse, even though it's not a Marvel movie, everything everywhere all at once, and then 
probably no way home so far yeah for multiverse movies recent multiverse movies yeah uh that's i'd probably rank it that way we'll and then you know Dr. we'll Strange see has... we'll see in a couple of weeks <laughs> we'll yeah. see in a couple of weeks but have yeah. they learned from these movies on how to do it because <laughs> i mean again nothing to not taking anything away from No Way Home, no. but Into the Spider Verse is just so much better <laughs> as far yeah. as dealing with multiverse and stuff. So, but it's also, I think that's I think that's kind of what a lot of folks thought they might have done with this one. Yeah, you know, because of that, it's like mm. you know, that, you know, they're not going to do exactly the same as that. No, maybe, maybe at some it's, point we'll get a live action version. Right, but I, it just makes me more and more excited for. Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 in, I think it's October 6th. That actually got bumped to next year. Part 1 did? Yeah. Shame on you. Why'd you have to ruin my dreams like that? Hey, I don't want to... Hey, hey, they gotta put... They gotta quit putting (laughs) the trailer out then. (laughs) So. uh, I'm hoping they change their mind. (laughs) Right. But um yeah, right now it's a twenty twenty three release. I'm Damn. just like, man, come on. Then why even put the trailer out? Shame on y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now it's expected June second, twenty twenty three. So we won't get part two till twenty twenty five, probably. Oof. Lord. Well maybe they could just do, do do one though since it's a part one and part two. They could just do in like a, a six well or yeah, or at least six months apart. Yeah. Hopefully they do that. That'd be good. That'd be nice. Yeah. Makes sense. Sorry for making you wait. We're just going to put these out the same year. Boom, boom. Double tap it. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, that sucks. I'm going to have to break that to Grayson. She's not going to like that. She'll be right strongly worded text message or email. <laughs> and next thing you know, you know, you know Spider-Verse come out October. Got yeah. this, this strong email. Yeah. We just can't disappoint this little girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Cool, man. Well, I hope. Uh, <laughs> oh, mercy. Hope everybody has an amazing week and takes time to catch a couple of movies at theaters. I still got a couple I got to hit up and a uh, couple on streaming I want to try and catch. And yeah, go from there. Alrighty. Well, my friend, I hope you have an amazing week. You too. Thanks. (laughs) See how it goes. Indeed. Indeed. And we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.